You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host on PetLifeRadio.com. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Hi, welcome to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvani, Director of Training and Behavior at St. Hubert's Animal Welfare Center in Madison, New Jersey, and your host. As a general rule of thumb, when you have your dog on a leash, your dog should understand that pulling and dragging you down the street, maybe to sniff or to greet, is just not an acceptable behavior. Well, easier said than done, as you said. I know from experience, having trained many dogs, this does take time. If you need a piece of training equipment, I'll talk about that at the end of the half hour. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. You're better off to put on a nice piece of training equipment to help you out and to give your dog exercise than not take him for a walk because you're frustrated. Now, to start off, many dogs pull because owners permit them to pull, not knowing what else to do. So further, owners tend to follow their dogs around, too. For example, I watch people being dragged to the car by their dog, maybe into our training center because they're excited knowing they're going to have see all their doggy friends, um, maybe to greet another dog. And when you think about it, would you really tolerate this from a child? Having a child drag you through the aisle because he wanted to get a grab a piece of candy? No, I, I, I doubt it very much. Hopefully not. There should never be confusion about whether or not your dog will be permitted to greet a person or a passing dog when he's on a leash and out for a walk. There really isn't any need for your dog to be touched by every human being, and it's also a safety factor when you pass by other dogs. So we've been working on this for at St. Hubert's for about a year and a half now um, about not permitting dogs to greet strange dogs, dogs they do not know when they're on a leash. And I promise you, after a year of doing this, the loose leash walking has improved tremendously with our clients. They're thrilled with it. So I recommend that dogs not greet each other when they're on leash for several reasons. And I'm going to go over three. First of all, young puppies and exuberant adolescent dogs tend to jump and they leap on one another. While this might be fine off-lead when they're playing, the leashes, if they're doing this on leash, they can get wrapped around each other's necks, their legs, or other body parts, and the chances of injury are going to be great. However, not all dogs are social with other dogs, and many adult dogs do not appreciate this type of greeting. The asocial dog or the adult dog may quickly tell your dog off. And if a dog does not have bite inhibition, your dog can end up injured as the result, seriously injured. Now, on the other hand, your dog may not be the social one with dogs and not want other dogs coming up to him. So if you insist that he greet this particular dog because the dog seems to be friendly and you want to socialize him, basically what you're doing is you're frightening your dog because he's got no means of an escape. Dogs read body language from each other, and they could be reading something that you're not reading. So giving your dog a break from these unpleasant interactions will be really a great gift to him. 
Secondly, when dogs are on leash, you are not giving him an option to flee should an oncoming dog frighten them. The interaction can be quite traumatic for some dogs, and the chances of a dog fight are much greater on leash than they are off leash. Because typically what happens, owners tighten their lead up, causing tension on the dog's collars with absolutely no means to escape. So when they're put into a fight or flight situation, now they've got to fight their way out because there is no means for flight. Lastly, permitting your dog to pull to greet another dog should not be tolerated. Again, you wouldn't permit a child to drag you over to go play with someone. And hopefully you would not give in to the child should the child do that. It may not seem like a problem right now, but once the dog is large, and especially if you have a large breed and he's 80 pounds, and he's dragging you down the road and the road is icy, now you're not going to appreciate it. When they're puppies, it doesn't seem that bad, but they're going to grow up to be adult dogs that have some power behind them. And when you permit your dog to greet some dogs on leash, but not others, what you're doing is you're not giving your dog a clear message. Your dog will be unsure when he sees another dog as to whether or not he's permitted to greet or not. So basically what you're doing is you're putting him in a gray zone. It's not black or white. Leash on, no greeting. Leash off, if my owner says okay, you may greet at that time. So when I walk my dogs and we pass dogs, and I walk them every day and we pass by dogs all the time, they never even look twice because I've taught them when they're on leash, as a group, it doesn't matter if I have two with me or I could be walking my neighbor's dogs and I've had four. We all walk by, no pulling at all. So therefore, teach your dog that when he sees another dog, he's going to simply walk past and pay attention to you. And by all means, I totally encourage you to continue to socialize your dogs with other social dogs. However, you should know the dog that you're socializing your dog with. Taking to a dog park with unknown dogs is not something that I recommend. Find a safe area and while you're supervising, watch to make sure that your dog is enjoying the interaction. So before we begin our training session, what you're going to need is you're going to need a teaser item of some sort that your dog is going to want to pull toward. Um, if you're outside, he might be in your listening to this, he might pull anyway, but anything you can think of that's going to tease the dog to want to drag you toward it. So we'll take a short break to hear from our sponsors and when we return, get ready to work. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. 
ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. Welcome back. This is Pia Salvani, host of Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us. Today, we'll be teaching your dog to walk nicely on leash. I hope. Well, this week, you're going to begin to teach your dog to walk nicely on leash by introducing a new phrase, which means, walk with me without pulling. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Hmm. So, let's use what I use. I use the phrase, let's go. You can use, since if you decided to take my recommendation and use the word here as your recall word, then you can certainly say, come on. But if you use the word come, which means move toward me, you cannot then say come on when you want your dog to walk with you in the same direction. Those are two entirely different behaviors, yet you're using the same word. For example, remember when you taught your dog down, I recommended when you want your dog to get off something, you don't say get down. Same thing here. If you want your dog to move with you, you can say let's go. If you want your dog to move toward you and you are still using come, then you say come. Now, you're first going to teach your dog to stand nicely when he is on leash and you're not walking. So hold the leash comfortably in one or two hands, making sure that your arms are nice and relaxed and your arms should always be below your waist. If you raise your arms above your waist, you're going to inadvertently put tension on the dog's collar. And I always sort of call this the Statue of Liberty walker. Their hand is up in the air and they're holding the lead up in the air trying to get control of your dog. You have no control over your dog if your arms are above your waist. So always think to yourself if you can repeat it over and over again, hands below waist, hands below waist. Now, if you have a strong dog, what you can do is you can place your fists against your abdomen to avoid pulling back on the lead. You don't want to get into a tugging game. It's the worst possible thing. So, whenever your dog stands still now, keep your arms nice and low. Stay light. Nice and light. Whenever your dog looks up to you, reward him with your verbal marker, yes, and then give him a treat. Eventually, he's going to figure out that paying attention to you brings about rewards. So you're not walking right now. You're just standing still. And you should not stand still with your dog pulling. There's no reason why your dog should be yanking and pulling on the leash. Whenever I stand still with my dogs anywhere and they're on a leash, typically what I do is I either have them sit or I have them lie down. Or if they stand nicely, then they can stand nicely next to me. But if they start to pull because they want to sniff areas, because maybe they're bored, then I put them in a passive position. 
So you start to reinforce the dog checking in with you. And you've done this several weeks ago, if not months ago. But continue to do this for the life of the dog. You always want that dog checking in with you. So standing still, have him look at something if he checks back. Now, what you're going to do is I'm going to have you this time toss a treat out. And before you do it, listen to the instructions first. You're going to stand still, plant your feet, okay, stay centered. If you need to, if you've got a really powerhouse dog that might yank you off your feet, lean backwards, even put one foot back for balance. You're going to toss a treat out in front of your dog. So maybe the treat is maybe three. Well, let's see. If you have a six-foot leash, throw it nine feet out so your dog cannot get to it. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to stand your ground, and you're not going to let the dog get to that treat. You're going to wait him out. You're not going to move. You're not going to say anything. You're going to wait for your dog to turn to look back to you. As soon as he turns to look back to you, tell him yes, and then walk him up to the treat. Okay, so one more time. You're going to stand your ground, toss the treat nine, ten feet out. If your dog starts to pull towards it, you're not walking it. You're standing still. Stand your ground. Say nothing. Don't say his name. Wait him out. You can bring, if your dog starts to, you feel like the tension's there too much, bring your arms slightly forward so you're actually loosening the collar. Once the dog turns around to look at you, tell him yes and immediately start to walk forward towards the treat. You need to move your feet now, obviously, because otherwise the dog is going to pull you off your feet. So do that several times, and the dog will start to learn when he sees something ahead that does not mean pull toward it. It means turn around, look back, and you will give him permission to go towards it, not the dog pulling you there. Now, another thing, once your dog is getting good at this, remember you taught your dog the behavior weight. You can toss the treat out. If he's good at that now, toss the treat out in front. And say he doesn't pull this time. He immediately looks back at you. Tell him to wait. Walk up. Pick the treat up. If he tries to beat you to it by racing you, give him a little body block or step backwards again. Pick the treat up and then hand it to him. So again, your dog is starting to learn that pulling towards something that he wants doesn't mean he's going to get what he wants. You make the decision. You look back, I either say, okay, you can have it, or wait, I will check it out to be sure. So that's the critical key factor when you're starting out. So why don't you continue to work on this stationary exercise first, and then what we'll do is we'll do some moving exercise when we come back. So we're going to take a little break to hear from our sponsors, and then we're going to start to walk. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail right after recess. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. 
only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. Welcome back to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvani, your host. So, before our break, we were working on stationary attention and stationary manners when your dog is on a leash. Now, what you're going to do is we're going to start to walk, begin to walk forward. The key behind this, if you're taking your dogs for a walk to get rid of pent-up energy, forget about it. It's not going to work. A dog's natural gait is a trot and When you think about it, you're taking him for a walk. Now, unless you're a jogger and you trot with your dog or you're running with your dog, that will give him exercise. That will get rid of some of his pent-up energy. But a walk is not going to do it. An elderly dog, yes. A dog that's been taught um, to have good manners and he gets a nice, good, let's just say an hour walk a day, it will. With an adolescent dog, and when I say adolescence, that means anywhere between six months and maybe two, three years of age, that's not going to do it. So exercise him first. That is critical. And make sure you've got a hungry dog because he's going to get rewarded on the way. So use your informal let's go. And what you're going to do now is you start to walk together. Take a couple of steps forward. And if your dog is walking nicely, praise him by saying, good boy, good girl, and now bring the food down and reward him close to your body. The key is that he gets rewarded when he's near you and he's not out six feet in front of you. Now, if the dog should start to walk a few steps and all of a sudden he lunges out forward, now he's at the end of the six-foot lead. Stop all forward motion. Do not jerk the lead back. Uh, There have been studies done on leash pulling and corrections when you use the pop and jerk method. Study was done in Germany, actually, and 90% of dogs that were taught through this method had either cervical problems or trachea problems. So never yank back on the dog's neck. It can really do some damage. So you're just going to put the brakes on and you stop all forward motion. Plant yourself. Don't reinforce the dog by continuing to follow. Gently bring your arms forward so you're releasing the tension in the lead. If your dog should turn back to look at you, tell him yes, start to walk forward and you feed as you walk. You don't want to reward the dog for just turning around. If you do that, the dog probably is going to turn around, say, okay, lady, give me the treat. Thanks. Boom. Out to the end of the leash she goes again. So the goal is that he needs to pair up walking nicely with a loose collar and the reward comes at that time. So you can practice that by taking steps one step at a time, two steps at a time. Now, if you have a really, really dedicated puller and you're having trouble with this, what I do is I call it the let's go and sit exercise. So what we do is we take, I say, let's go and we walk 
two, three, four steps, sit. Dog sits, he gets a reward. Let's go. Dog starts to walk with you. Three, four, five steps, sit. In the very beginning, there are some dogs that pull so horrifically. It's one step sit, one step sit, one step sit, one step sit. Your dog will anticipate then when you slow down or when you stop, he's going to be told to sit. So he's going to start to feed off your body language instead. And that's the critical key factor that he's feeding off your body language. You're not feeding off of his. Now, also, another method that you can use is what I call uh, the where am I exercise. People tend to continually tell their dogs, okay, buddy, this way. No, 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 this way. I'm going in this direction. Here, buddy, let's turn around. And lots of chit-chat. I'm really, really quiet when I walk my dogs. Think about this as a peaceful walk um, between you and your dog and without chattering. It's also your dog's responsibility to pay attention to where you are. It's not your job to pay attention to where your dog is and follow him around. So what you can do is get in an open field. This really helps in your backyard. This can work really nicely. So you start to walk and all of a sudden, watch your dog's body language. Typically what happens is he starts to perk up a little bit and he starts to trot. The second you see that, what I want you to do is stop any forward direction, turn, and walk in the other direction. Now, you don't want to do a quick spin so your dog gets flung through the air. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I want you to do is you put the brakes on, bring your arms slightly forward to release that tension, and I'd quietly walk in the other direction. Once the dog catches up with me, and he's like, hey, where are you going? Where are we going in this direction? I mark it with a yes. I keep walking. So it's feed, walk and feed, walk and feed, walk and feed. And it gets his reward when he's near me. I don't ever present food out arm's length in front of me. He's got to come in close to get his reward. So he starts to learn that good things happen when he's closer to you. So now you're walking along again. All of a sudden, you start to see him trotting. He gets up on his toes. Recognize the body language. Maybe the ears are perked up high. Um, He's up higher on his toes. Maybe look at his tail. All of a sudden, his tail goes up, and he's becoming alert to something. Stop. Plant your feet. Lean forward slightly. Then you turn in the opposite direction, and you walk. If you keep doing that and you keep changing directions, your dog is going to start to follow you and pay attention to where your body's going. And that's the important factor here is pay attention to what my body's doing, not so much of what your body's doing and I will run along or be dragged along. It's not what you want, obviously. So rewarding nearby and We don't obviously want fat dogs, so you don't want to take, for example, you don't want to feed your dog breakfast, a big bowl of kibble, and then take a big bag of treats with you. That's too much food. So instead, I mean, we work for our food, have the dog work for his food. So instead of feeding him the kibble in his bowl, take the kibble, put it in your pocket, put it in a treat pouch, and he gets kibble by kibble. He eats on his walk, so he's actually working for his food. Um, There's no reason for him not to work for his food. 
dogs that learn to work for their food love to work for their food. I, my dogs absolutely love to do things. I've been really busy doing some traveling and lecturing, and I really slacked off on my training a bit. And my dogs were thrilled when I came back and I did some training with them. They were just absolutely joyous because I was teaching them again how to, how to get some mental stimulation and use their brain. So... These are just, again, some ideas for you to try. Have a seat, relax a second, get your paper and pen out so I can explain to you one more time um, some of the methods that you can use and some pieces of training equipment. Your goal, again, is for you to have distractions out there where your dog would want to pull. Always plant your feet, stop the motion, slightly loosen up your collar by leaning forward, making sure the dog looks back, either release him with okay, walk with him, or wait, and you go pick up the object. And this can be anything. It can even be another dog. Say you invited a uh, doggy friend over for play. Don't just let him run loose in the backyard. Send them both out. This is your opportunity to really work with your friend. So let's say, for example, you're going to now approach another dog and the two of you are coming in the same direction. If at any given time your dog starts to pull to that dog, you stop. Immediately stop. You could even take a few steps backwards. Not yanking, planting your hands against your waist, stepping backwards okay, until you have your dog's focus and then you can forward do a forward movement again. Both dogs should sit not too close to one another, but give them maybe two feet apart. Tell them to sit. They should both sit and look for you for attention. Hold on to their collar. Unclip the lead. If they're aroused or they try to get away, they should not be permitted to go play at that point. They've got to learn some manners. You start off, you look to be for permission before you start to run. If both dogs are being mannerly and they look for attention, then tell them, okay, go play. And that's when they're allowed to interact, when they're off leash. Again, if you do have these play sessions with dogs, don't let them get too ramped up where they're so over the top, where you start to hear lots of vocalization and carrying on. Give them little breaks, do some training sessions in between, have them practice downstays together, for example. Um, maybe work on your loose leash walking, again, towards a ball or something else. And the reward can be that they play with their partner. So you want to make sure that you're working on both stationary as well as moving forward. But do not reinforce the dog by following him. And the opposition reflex, if you're pulling and the dog's pulling, you're pulling against each other. You're just teaching your dog to pull harder. Now, some pieces of equipment that I recommend. There are different types of halters that you can use. There are things like the gentle leader, the snoot loop, anything that goes over. It looks like the halter of a horse. Basically, what this piece of equipment does, it actually controls the movement of the head. So what you're doing is you're gently guiding the head around and where the head goes, the body follows. These are nice pieces of equipment for dogs. The earlier you get them started on it, the better. Puppies acclimate to them very quickly. If you've had a dog that has a high history of pulling, they tend to not particularly like it and do not acclimate to them too well. So you might get the dog doing a lot of rubbing. Maybe he's rubbing his nose on, you know, on your leg, on the ground. Um, the key again is to stay light and always have your hands below your waist. 
There are also harnesses called no-pull harnesses, and you can get these at most pet shops. Um, they're made by Premier Pet Products, and the leash gets attached onto the ring that is on the front of the dog's chest. So instead of the regular harness that really teaches dogs to pull that is attached to the dog's back, this is actually attached to the dog's chest instead. So now instead of turning the head around like the halters, you're turning the chest around that brings the dog's chest around in the opposite direction. I personally do not like choke chains. That's something that can be extremely dangerous. And especially if you do use them for any reason, make sure you take them off when the dog is unsupervised. They can strangle your dog to death. So it's critical, very critical. Another question that people ask me about prong collars. I'm careful about prong collars because you do not, if you've got a highly aroused dog or a dog that's anxious around other dogs, it can really bring out more frustration in the dog. When a prong collar is used, you should have no more than a simple wrist action. If you're giving anything more than that or if the dog is leaning into it, it's a worthless piece of equipment. So unfortunately, we're out of time. Don't forget to check back each week. We're going to have special guests coming up in the future and obviously more training sessions. And again, I've received tons of ideas, which I promise I will get to. A special thanks to our producers for making the show happen. If you'd like a transcript of the show or any other shows on Pet Life Radio Network, please go to PetLifeRadio.com and click on Teacher's Pet. Also, if you have any questions, which I actually got one today and I'm going to answer, comments or future ideas for future shows, please email me at Pia at PetLifeRadio.com. So, until next time, this is Pia signing off. Thank you for your interest in Pet Life Radio. Bye-bye. Schools in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com.